Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss the fifth episode of the eight-part fourth season of The Center. This one was written by Kate Roche and directed by Hafa Al-Mansour. That is how I butchered that pronunciation, but I'm sure it is somewhere close in the vicinity. I thought this was a good episode as finally we have something in which to investigate. (laughs) Well, certainly the first part of it was the missing persons case. After that was solved and it was confirmed to be a suicide, there really wasn't a need to continue investigating other than on a personal note, but certainly not on a criminal element. And that is something that I kept referencing in my notes that I took that while a lot of these things may be morally judgmental, they're not crimes. But now we got ourselves a bona fide murder. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, uh, even YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there too. Make sure you uh, subscribe and all that good jazz. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. And let's get into this one. We do pick up where we left off. After leaving the squatter cult hut, Harry runs into Meg, who has now taken up Smokey. I'm upset. I'm really not clear on the the timelines, but she said Sean's been in charge for a week and it's a shit show. Well, actually, no, I think I just clarified that in my brain. They did at in this episode because she effectively forced Percy back into work. So... The assumption is she was handling things and now that she is gone forever, Sean has left his own devices. But you would think with Colin there, why not put the business in Colin's hands? Harry asks if her boys mind that he is still investigating. I don't give a and I suppose he's not going to bring up or mention that one of them attacked me. How about you tell him to settle down if this is what you want me to do? She tells him the harbor master's office has records for retired boats because he's trying to identify where the logo or the crest came from and that family crest can belong to someone even though she doesn't recognize it. Meg also confirms there are new age hippie types that gypsy around throughout the seasons but I kind of feel she would say that about anyone that is a passing wanderer. Dear God, what is it like in your funny little brains? It must be so boring. Living on a small island just means that you're a lot more small-minded. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the norm, but living in such an isolationist environment and continuing to be content there, I don't know. I think if you do some studies, there'll be some correlations that point to... Uh huh. Mike is still being stonewalled from making a profit as he complains to the guy at the front desk. Why am I still getting hate? Notice that Harry greeted Mike and he returned the greeting, but he didn't say shit. And the same can be said of Mike or Meg to to the other. 
So they really don't like each other. Harry recognizes an emblem on M. Castilla's desk, or Castillo's desk, and finds her address on her RX. Then leaves Meg to shift through the crest material since she insisted upon bringing herself along. We are all weird about people touching our stuff on our desk, in our home, anywhere. It's just not okay for you to just put your hands in your germs in my personal space and environment. I'm not even there, which is worse. Harry drives over and doesn't even hesitate in breaking and entering this woman's home to find journals of her recorded sessions with Percy about her dreams and quality of sleep, as well as her feelings of feeling trapped, helpless, and agitated. Free the bone from the flesh is carved into her desk. Harry. I'm not judging. I'm judging a little. I'm not going to lie. You don't know her life. Don't jump to conclusions. Apparently, M had the same idea, though, about breaking into people's houses as when he gets home, she is in Harry's. Surprise, motherfucker. Turns out she saw his ass doing the no good deeds that he was up to, even though she looked surprised. So maybe she saw him at the hut and not into her home. (laughs) But no, she said, if you're on my property again, I'll shoot you. But she could have been misleading him there. I don't know. Sometimes the scenes are set up in ways that are ambiguous for no reason. But she says the offerings that he took do not belong to him and weren't his to take. He goes, they're evidence now. For what investigation? If they're evidence, why are they in your home and not locked into the evidence locker where they should be? Not being contaminated. I know he's just doing his thing, doing his job, but he doesn't have a badge anymore. So (laughs) while he may be doing this for moralistic reasons, there are moments that make me feel uncomfortable with how they take advantage of people's naivete when it comes to the law or law enforcement. They're easily intimidated if they don't know the rights. Why conversion therapy? Why did you think to ask her that? Why did she need to be converted? Why was it inconceivable that you should lead with that instead of a question of what did she seek you out? It looks like you two were having conversations together. Anything other than let me accuse you of things that sound as if they're awful. A blind man can see those notes were observational data. M is it keen to be considered a subject or under suspicion when Harry brings up the blood on the rock? I would have brought up the fact that you broke into my home without a warrant and you are not law enforcement and played out those odds in the police station with them, but that was just me. He uses her low class status in the community to get her to talk and it was a bit despicable that an innocent thing or a private matter would be enough to make a per- make her a pariah because people want to believe she is an outcast. And then him saying, I'm an outcast, so I understand too. Here, like Harry, Meg the Queen Bee supports you. You are not an outcast. If she wanted you to feel like an outcast, I assure you she would have. What I did like the most about these flashbacks is more context about the characterization of Percy and how this filled in the stage of her seemingly 
far more put together, so to speak, from the person that that uh that Harry thought he saw. And at some point she was a 25-year-old happy to be living life in charge, but then she became a different person 3 years ago with John alone in the drugs, in the drinking, hanging by the dock as if the place held significance. I would have then been trying to go back in, but that's again, what are you going to subpoena? For what? (laughs) An incident that occurred three years ago. Let's just go through all of this footage. Get the fuck out of here. It was Percy who initiated the friendship as the two share a tumultuous relationship with their families, with M escaping and Percy not so lucky. She takes an interest in the alternative possibility of healing through the Wiccan traditions that M's aunt taught her, which appeals to those accepting destruction for rebirth. And the offerings have to do with remembrances. Without death, there is no rebirth to find their place in this world. She finds comfort in M's teachings far better than the religious ones. And I think she was searching for that. She was looking for some type of redemption is what I get the sense of. And now that we are starting to get a little bit more information of what could have possibly gone wrong, I think that we have a better grasp of why she spiraled the way she spiraled. We can learn to be more and release all those insecurities and anxiety life brings. I'm not mad about that type of philosophy. All the objects were used in their sessions, but she hesitates to talk about those that involve blood. M says the only way she will reveal Percy's vulnerabilities is if Harry goes through the same process and reveals his own, which can be painful, but this ain't his first rodeo dipping into exploring (laughs) his own personal demon so he is down to clown this ain't even this ain't even a rough progress for him shit (laughs) you're going in some cold water and finding syncrasy with the earth no that's just a much needed session that you've been needed to have clearly because you got some sleep that night all you gotta do is just dunk your ass in and but he's always been very close to nature so one would think that he would regress back in that to find some peace but maybe he needed to just be told that sometimes we we do need to be told even what we already know reminded is the better way to put that into freezing water he goes to drown himself before being told to let go of the knot that is his ego and his pride after going through it several times until it is nighttime she shows him that the objects represent people in percy's life that she needed to let go of that were holding her back. Turns out she slept in CJ's room and was found out by his mother, Stephanie, that her name, who warns Percy to never go near her son again, despite her son yelling at his mom who pays rent here to get out. Why are you in my room? Boy, don't you speak to me again like that or I'll slap you across the face. No, who you think? <laughs> I am. Percy feels sick about her relationship, a feeling 
that would not console his bruised heart percy walked in on her dad because she picks up another object reminding her of her father mayhap in the middle of a suicide but certainly strung out on heroin he eventually approaches her after several days of avoiding each other to encourage her to leave without telling grams because she needs to start thinking about herself meg is selfish and really wants her to be her uh she's fostered her to be her legacy and that is that's sad because that's not what she wants he offered her the envelope of cash because he tried his best to save her to keep her away from their misery whatever dark cloud is over this family he certainly wanted her to get away from it she mentions his accident that night being her fault and why he got on pills that led to his addiction but he says it was on all of them i feel a lot of pity for sean something went wrong with him it doesn't seem as if he was always a terrible father and he even says like i even know where you go all the time i do pay attention but something is eating away at everyone but particularly sean and particularly his daughter meg the ties that bind or the i'm starting to think the ropes that keep you shackled mothers and daughters are never easy meg in a flashback thinks she's just going through a black phase what did he say i hate people do that that always want to shut off everything but their own ambitious needs and not listen to the person not only that my husband died but you know what work keeps you strong she thinks that's gonna help if she helps with the business which really honestly is helping her and following in her footsteps because that's this ideal dream that she has but she doesn't want it she says you're just tired okay i can't tell presently if meg is ashamed of her behavior if she's mulling over her own past transgressions because here is a a woman that you uh, a a girl that you raised that you love like a daughter who is emotionally damaged who just went through an emotional breakdown who tried to run away from home so much so to evade the life that was here and all you can do is say you're ungrateful because you're not pursuing what they want you to pursue she literally said it makes me feel as if i'm going to drown as if i'm drowning and you thought oh yeah no it's okay it's fine just go back to it sean is right no one should have been surprised in the family that percy committed suicide the boat isn't representative of or the the emblem isn't representative of colin as harry suspected the necklace with the cross does dead giveaway dead giveaway charles thank you very much dead giveaway which leads to my second most frustrated scene of the episode when she tried to apologize to colin who literally said i'm frying fish what do you want you've known her since she was a baby that's not how even if you're upset with her whatever you think is going on you know about it and you're basically saying suck it up buttercup 
grow the fuck up is exactly what he says but she tried to apologize and just like all christians and especially those newly minted motherfuckers usually to try to assuage their own guilt because they're doing something they know they shouldn't do but they're perpetrating a fraud or they're just doing it to have the clout of oh i'm a good christian man telling her her reason for not believing in god is because she didn't try hard enough when she makes the proper overture that hey religion helped you and i'm glad that it did i'm happy for you it's not for me my mother also told me she will pray for me when i told her i did not believe in religion even when i say things like she'd be like you don't believe that's god when you get a blessing you don't believe that's god say no i believe that's luck in the half actually probably about 75 percent me i don't know what you mean <laughs> she certifiably believes i'm just going to hell there's no respect uh going both ways there's never that it's always always the judgment is coming from the christians and never <laughs> i'll make stop common statements but i'm never just like being very disrespectful to someone's other choice i'm like look i just don't believe in the concept that you believe in it doesn't mean that i don't believe in anything she called try to call me an atheist i tried to educate her on the difference between what an atheist is <laughs> someone that's you know maybe spiritual no i try to hear that you need to believe in the exact thing she believes in or otherwise you're going to hell and then when you try to tell her that you don't need to you know say thanks for me <laughs> spend more time actually congratulating me and complimenting me as a person um instead of giving credit all of my credit to someone else that they're always that it's always that that condemnation the looking down of that drives me insane because honestly i don't give a fuck what you think i don't i might point out some discrepancies of why i feel the way i feel but i certainly am never thinking that your own personal soul is not your own personal business he effectively slams the door in her face the same way emotionally meg did and once again i'm understanding sean better and better he does mention that someone died and they have been cleaning up her mess. It turns out the boat symbol matches that incident or person and M encourages her to confront it. We have flashbacks from Percy's perspective of the hooded figure, some type of nightclub because there's TV screens, some type of altercation on a boat. It's so painful. Percy harms herself recalling and abruptly leaves with her remaining items in the present and blames herself for pushing her harry after another few uncomfortable heartbeats he's like does the name valerie mean anything to you because it's written on the back of this and she said she must have written it after the ritual and she then counters back to that thing she's been dealing with her own guilt which is do you think you can push someone to suicide 
He says, you can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. That is not what she is asking for, sir, but some fucking reassurance. Used to be a police officer. (laughs) Assure this woman that she was just trying to help and doing her best. And you probably did help more so than you harmed so that she should not be walking around thinking that she killed this girl with her own uh her own insistence that she confront her her evil she wonders why he is still here and i wonder that as well in someone else's house that is a friend of an ex-girlfriend you could at least spend your money on your own hotel ghost percy says that they are the same and finally harry confronts his hidden truth which is the fact that he killed jamie didn't need to he does need to let sonia go he wanted to i mean i get why but morally it's hard to escape that he could have easily subdued him or shot him in the leg or anything he was clinically depressed (laughs) jamie was not well in the head either and yet he didn't and it may have more to do with what they went through have any interest in saving his life harry calls sonia and has an awkward conversation and i swore they was done and i wasn't gonna see her again but turns out they did steal photos and her flash drive something that she does send to him from her her cloud backup before hanging up directly into his ear when he ain't got nothing else to say goodbye my lover goodbye my friend y'all know i'll be giving her a hard time but i felt that like what the fuck you gotta say oh you can't say it out of your lips then i ain't gotta sit here and listen to you breathe goodbye may comes over to point out she knew he had a lead in the morning when i just woke up too and knows he talked to the witch (laughs) she has a name but other than saying percy carried a weight about someone dying he doesn't give her much on their supposed deal she is ready to dismiss him from looking further as she doesn't think there is anything to percy's guilt trip lies 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 she don't say later i know why you don't trust me no shit no shit you've been lying he knows this and the fact that anytime there's a truth that's alternative to the facts (laughs) you just uh bob and weave as something that's irrelevant or the person's untrustworthy you've been saying that since jump but clearly clearly you still want him to look into things he does get her to look at the photos because he's like look someone took the time to break into here and steal photos and there's two boats meeting do you recognize any of them one of them is brandon's boat so they agree to play deputy and sheriff and go to the the marina and question him themselves because his boat is going to be coming in just now meg as i stated admits that she has not been honest and she's beginning to feel very much akin to when she had a stroke the ground no longer steady beneath her feet as harry receives massive stink eye for like no reason at least she knows something is awry when Brandon's boat is sighted, but on autopilot, the new duo suspect foul play and are not at all wrong when Brandon's body is discovered with a bullet in his skull. Well, well, well. 
Now we have a case. In conclusion, I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I liked getting more of the focus on just these two women. I don't know. They did a really good job vibing off of each other. They had the right amount of chemistry. And just kind of like her and the other chick. I don't know. It took away from the constant oppression of the very unlikable family members. (laughs) And the very pathetic Sean and the criminally abused lambs that's what i get on this fucking island so anything away from any of those conceptions i think uh is is a a positive in this show if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com i did post a calendar out there on twitter i am a couple of days behind but i should be caught up by the weekend until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic